So this is actually something that I learned when I was doing the, the research for this this episode. I just didn't know, but this is a cool trick um, if you want to wow like your barista or your coffee friends or just look like a total coffee geek. Um, we all do want to do that. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> like raise your hand. Yes, that's me. I'm Kenneth Thomas, and this is Coffee 101, the be-all-end-all coffee education podcast for the curious coffee drinker. Coffee 101 is brought to you by Humble Coffee, a specialty coffee company focused on sourcing and roasting on level 11 out of 10, so that you can at least have a fighting chance to enjoy just coffee for coffee without anything in it are we knocking you if you put stuff in it absolutely not but at humble coffee we feel like our role is to bring the best in all we do just for you i want to get serious here for a second so let's cut the retro funky music and go to something dramatic. Okay, that's better. Coffee 101 is like the matrix. You have a choice between the blue pill or the red pill. The coffee life you knew before Coffee 101 is the blue pill. You can lead a happy life and drink, okay, coffee the rest of your life and live oblivious But, Coffee 101 is the red pill. Once you listen to the show, you can't unlisten. You can't unknow what the real world of coffee looks like and what it can look like. Listen on, but realize you can't go back. Like, ever. All right, cue the happy music because that's about as dramatic as I get. Let's talk about today's show. We've already said that the coffee farm has about 50% impact ultimately on your cup. We're still in the farm. Be patient with us. There's a lot to flesh out here. We've already talked about varieties and how those impact your cup. Before we get to the actual harvesting and processing, there's still a few more variables we need to tackle. Today, we'll discuss elevation, and in upcoming episodes, we'll discuss soil and pruning and sun versus shade, and then how the beans are harvested. It all affects the cup, your cup, that one you're drinking right now, or you drank this morning. I'm joined today by my good friends, Steph and Stefan, just to make it confusing for me. We had such a great time on the Varieties show, I had to get them back in the studio. So, sit back and enjoy. Steph and Stefan, how are you? Doing pretty good. It's summertime. I'm having a great time. Yeah, I got the Steph and Steph show back now, so, you know. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. We're ready. 
Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was thinking, so today we're going to talk about elevation. Do y'all have any hiking stories or, or anything as far as like, uh, uh, you know, any kind of experience in like higher elevations? Well, I was, we were talking about this a little bit before the show and I, I had, uh, started hiking some of the Appalachian trail, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that high altitude, but I, I was out in Montana and we yeah. thought about going up doing a hike on this mountain. Yeah. Uh, and then we saw it had a road that you could just drive. And so... Uh, and you're like, road? Yeah, that's we end up just driving the road. <laughs> but, it, but still, once you got up and you got in the higher elevation, not that I was hiking, but, you know, the air was definitely a little thinner up there. But there was no hiking involved. Was, it was, was, like, while you were sitting there in the passenger seat of the car, was it, like, harder to breathe if you rolled down the window? I was driving, so it was a little more stressful, <laughs> Kenneth. Yeah, yeah. No, I was kidding. Oh. Uh, oh, man. But, yeah. How about you, Steph? I have a hiking story, but uh, definitely in planes, in my uncle's plane, when he takes me up, we get to a certain elevation, and it's like I start get a little lightheaded, yeah. and then eventually, you know, the ears popping and all that stuff. Uh, I definitely experienced some of that, but again, I wasn't hiking. So, uh, and I had forgotten this about you, uh, Steph, until you said that, but but I mean, with your uncle, you have actually you've you've he's let you fly before right oh yeah um he he will co-pilot and show me what to do and little stuff here and there whenever i'm down which is really cool he has a flight school down there in lake charles and he uh teaches people how to fly all the time and that's basically what his business is um at his flight school so i get to have a little taste of that whenever i'm there i'm actually headed down there tomorrow okay well what you need to do is, I mean, like, don't do this while you're actually flying the plane, but you need to take a a mug of coffee, or even if it's, like, fake, and, like, take a picture, like, in the plane. I think that would be awesome. I haven't thought of that. I will definitely <laughs> do that. <laughs> while you're breathing thin air. Oh, yeah. I wonder what caffeine will do while breathing thin air. Like, will it make it worse? Will it make it better? Everything's well. better with coffee anyway. Yeah, it is, and the, um, you know, yes, yes, you would probably be breathing faster, heart rate a little up, stuff like that, so. Um, I don't know, it, flying a plane zends me out. Really? Yeah. Man, it scares it's so me. calm up there. I mean, I haven't flown, but, like, actually being in the air, like, you know, everybody's got their, their fear, and mine's, you know, I can handle it, but that's probably one of mine, as oh, far as, like... Are we changing the name of this podcast to Flight 101? No, oh, we okay. actually need to. <laughs> we need we need to talk about the... This actual, is fun. But, but, fun. coffee, yeah. Yeah, we need to talk about coffee, but in all of this, we were talking about elevation. Um, so, here's what it boils down to. The higher the elevation, the higher the density of the bean... And we have said that before in some of the other podcasts. And with that density, you're going to get a higher cup quality, all things being equal. But we know here on Coffee 101, because we took the red pill, all things aren't equal. And so when you're looking at um, uh, different variables that lead to cup quality, some of the big ones on the farm are the varieties that we plant, uh, the elevation, the soil, 
and the nutrients and all that kind of stuff that's in it, pH, all that kind of stuff. There's also pruning and sun versus shade, which when we get to that, I think will actually be an interesting, well, they're all interesting to me <laughs> and all of us because we're coffee geeks. Um, but all things being equal, the higher the elevation, the better your cup is going to taste. Now, you could have a catamore variety at a higher elevation in Central America, and you could have an SL28 variety in Kenya at a lower elevation, and the Kenyan is going to taste better. Yeah. I think when we start talking about like hard beans or strictly hard beans, mm-hmm. SHBs, some of that is different depending on where you are, The like you said, the variety of coffee. And the location that it's at and the different elevations that that those are at. So again, certain things like whether it's Guatemala or an Ethiopian, the elevation there, depending on the bean hardness, can definitely affect some of the flavors at different altitudes. And one may be at one altitude, one may be at the other, but one may be better than the other, even if it's lower. That's correct. Um, now, as far as taste, what yeah. do you mean it tastes better? Like, what are you what are you going to expect with higher elevation? So, for me, I think of a couple of things. I think of what we call balance in the cup. So, the acidity, the sweetness, and the body. Um, for me, um, and the higher the elevation, you are going to tend to bring out more, um, like fruity and floral notes um you know and then as you go down the mountain you start getting like um you know chocolate nutty and then earthy uh as you go further down again if we're just talking about elevation and everything else equal but i would say and you'll see some charts like this if you look up how elevation affects the cup, but I would not um, just fully commit Mm -hmm. uh, on that because you can have some cups that are at lower elevations. I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. I was maybe didn't quite come across right, but you know, different, two different places in the world. Yeah. Two different varieties of coffee. One, even at a lower elevation could taste better than the one that was at higher elevation in a different place. Right. Yeah, there's so, a whole stratification that yep. goes into how the coffee tastes. And elevation is just one of those key elements, but it's one of a bunch of key elements. That's yep. right. Yeah. The, um, you know, another thing I was thinking about uh, as the world of coffee evolves and we talk about stenophila, stenophila, which is a different species compared to Robusta and Arabica. Uh, does grow at a lower elevation and does taste good at those um, elevations. So it actually grows closer to elevations that um, Robusta. Robusta would grow best at about 600 to 2,400 feet um, elevation, you know, and and that's closer to what Stenophila would do. And then Arabica, of course, is higher, so it's like 1,800 to Mm -hmm. 6,300 feet. Yeah, and then I guess one of the outliers – um, is coffee that's grown in Hawaii. Yeah. It's grown at a lower altitude because if they try to get to a higher altitude, it's just too cold because they're, they're getting a little further away from the equator. Because if we go back to where it's coffee made and yeah. produced and grown, you kind of have to be within that range of the equator 
Yeah, plus or minus plus the Tropic minus. of yep. Capricorn and the tro- and the Tropic of Cancer. Yep. Yep. And go ahead. No, I'll say that yeah, that, that tropical band that kind of extends twenty five, thirty degrees ish north and south of the equator. You gotta kinda of be within that and at a high altitude to really give you the optimal flavors of coffee. But there are some outliers. Again, like Hawaii, the Kona coffee there, or yeah. some of the other types of coffee, the other families of coffee that you were that you were talking about that can grow at lower altitudes in other places, not necessarily. Yeah, so when you get to, so you have those lines as far as plus or minus on the equator, Mm -hmm. but where you have to just throw that out and rethink it is places that are islands or um, it's an area really close to the coastline where you're going to have a lot of stability in your temperature Mm -hmm. uh, and thus you're not going to potentially have freezing correct so there's actually somebody or a group in california right now that is growing coffee in california um which is kind of interesting because it's way out you know of that range um but yeah so just to kind of dive a little deeper on what stefan uh kind of alluded to there if you think about it your hottest area ballpark we're going to say in the world is around the equator and with that you are going to have the best potential to have coffee grown at a higher elevation if that makes sense so because it is so hot that freeze line on the actual mountain is is going to be higher Mm -hmm. does that make sense I get that. So as you go away from the equator, you have that line that we'll say ice line or freeze line go lower and lower because your average temperature is lower. So with that, when we're talking about elevation, you're, again, everything else being equal, Mm -hmm. your best potential for beans are going to be the places that are right slap on the equator. And uh, you're probably thinking, I wonder if he looked that up. And yes, actually, I did. Thank you very much. (laughs) Uh, So countries that grow coffee that are actually on the equator are Ecuador, Colombia, Brazil, the um, Dominican Republic of the Congo, Uganda, Kenya, and then several islands in Indonesia. But, of course, that's that's assuming that they have super high mountains, Correct. Um, you know, which some of them may not, um, especially on some of those islands. Um, but then you've got places like Ethiopia that's not that far from the equator at all and then do have some really high mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it all kind of, you know, it's, it's complex. Yeah. And as Steph was alluding to, it's one of the factors. I mean, there's so many other factors, soil you know, sunlight versus shade, you know, other aspects of the growing process, that elevation doesn't, is just one of the many characteristics. But I I think the big thing too that we can talk about is what's, what are some characteristics of the bean from high or low altitudes? So this is actually something that I learned when I was doing the, the research for this, this episode. I just didn't know, but this is a cool trick um, if you want to wow like your barista 
or your coffee friends or just look like a total coffee geek. Um, we all do want to do that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Like raise your hand. Yes, that's me. Um, is when you have the higher elevation grown coffee, the little fissure that's in the middle of the coffee seed or bean um, is smaller and tighter um, as opposed to when it's at a lower grown elevation that fissure is there's there's a lot more of a gap there Mm -hmm. i mean it literally like you can see that the bean is denser and and almost like tighter compact in there a lot of times at a higher elevation coffee is going to be obviously a smaller seed or bean right um and physically denser as in it's it's going to be harder. Like if you're grinding it, it's definitely harder. There's, it's more dense physically. Right. And some of that characteristic goes back to, we feel like we should get like a plant biologist on here. Cause they could just in generalities, they could talk about, you know, plants at higher elevation. Yeah. Obviously again, the air is thinner and things like that. The plant is working harder to produce that seed and produce that coffee fruit. And so therefore it, it's, a, going to be smaller and be more dense. Yeah. So. Well, Man, it takes a lot longer to grow, doesn't it? Yep. It does. So the way that I think about it is, again, Steph, Stefan and I are in the southern United States. And so one plant that grows easily is uh, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I know that tomatoes, if they get too much water too fast, they will mature a lot quicker um, independent of sun as opposed to having a longer maturation process. That longer maturation process, I know for sure, because I a tomato that, you know, had too much rain the other day, that, that longer process, the tomato actually tastes better. Mm-hmm. I, mean, it ta- I mean, you can, even if you tasted them on separate days, it's enough of a gap like you can definitely tell there's a difference and it would be the same thing with uh, coffee yep is that if you can grow it slower uh, as far as maturation then you will have a higher quality correct yep a you know good rule of thumb especially like you think about other things like wine and plants and pretty much anything we consume the longer it takes in the process somehow it ends up being better yeah that's right. Um, it's funny you should say uh, like a, you know, a botanist or a gardener or whatever uh, a second ago. Stefan, we have a, a few of these episodes coming up. I, I am actually going to see just for a variety because I think it would be fun. Um, see if I can get some like whatever master gardener or something like mm-hmm. that to talk about some of these things because, you know, whether it's a a tulip that you're planting somewhere that it grows well or a coffee tree. Correct. Like, I mean, the concepts are the same. Correct. And I think that's what a lot of people, you know, they they see coffee as such a complex, and it is a complex thing. And and the... the, Until uh, people listen to Coffee 101. Correct. Exactly. Until you listen to Coffee 101 and you're foreshadowing there with, you know, getting some scientific experts on on the podcast besides just... Steph and I, but yeah, sure. Um, but y'all are experts. <laughs> you're an expert driver up a mountain. That's right. Like you're the you're the most skilled like Montana driver up a mountain that I know. And I would trust Steph to fly me any day. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I probably yeah. yeah, I probably would. I'd but, probably let her fly me. But again, again, what you were saying is that the concepts of the agricultural process is is similar and or the same no matter what. And so it's definitely something to think about. I mean, again, you have to go back to the, that coffee is an agricultural product and it and it varies from season to season and from place to place and from farm to farm and from altitude yeah. and conditions of soil and everything else that's around it. Hey, 101ers, this is Kenneth Thomas. I just want to thank you for listening to Coffee 101. We really do enjoy, as you can tell, bringing you this coffee education. We don't do Patreon, and we don't have sponsors on the show. The way that you can support us is simply going to humblecoffee.com and buying you or maybe a friend a bag of coffee. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, another thing to think about or talk about is uh, on the bag of coffee that you get, most of the t- well, it depends. It's either going to be in meters or feet, uh, which really can be confusing. Um, and I don't really have a, a good answer to that besides, you know, unfortunately, people will just have to um, look well, it up. The unfortunate part is, you know, one of the only countries in the world that uses a really random, yeah, uh, you know, measure of distance. You know, Us. and and as as a totally like side tangent, whatever. Like, who are we? Who are we to think that because we're the only ones who do this, like everybody should do it just because we're America? Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I would rather just have the meters on there. Yeah, I mean, like in coffee, I correct. use grams. Correct. You know, yep. and I mean, we're not. We don't do. I mean, we write ounces on the bag and stuff like that. Because That's true. We're in we America. Do, we do mix things up, don't we? We have ounces on the bag. We also have meters on the bag, too. We yeah. talk about elevation. And, yeah. yeah. Instead of teaching the metric system, we teach how to convert back and forth between Correct. the systems. So. I know. I know. Anyway, so that's that's my little high horse for the day. Um, but within those growing regions uh we've talked about before africa asia and the americas um i do want to highlight countries that generically i'll say have the potential to grow beans at a higher elevation so you know listen up coffee 101ers um these are the bags that you want to slow your roll when you're walking by and maybe think about grabbing so in africa or the the african region we'll say ethiopia kenya malawi rwanda tanzania and zambia so almost all of the africa region which makes sense because that's where coffee came from in asia in india and in yemen um, those are two that really have some high elevations. I was really surprised. I, I had no idea that Yemen had some high elevations, but I have had some cups of coffee out of Yemen that uh, were really good. And so that elevation probably did factor into that, mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't put two and two together. And then in the Americas, some areas that are that are higher elevation – and this is Central South America, including Hawaii and Jamaica. So within this region, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador, El Salvador, 
Guatemala, Panama, and Peru. So two that stand out that are interesting, well, three that stand out that are interesting to me. Colombia, of course, you know, they're a juggernaut when it comes to um, coffee. And um, Guatemala and Ecuador, uh, we talked about Ecuador a second ago because they're actually on the equator. Mm -hmm. So if you have that combo. And I'm actually sipping a cup of Ecuadorian coffee during this podcast. So Yes, you are. Very tasty. Uh, we talked about before the podcast had a um, peach. Peach, yep. A little stone and, fruit. Yep, a little stone fruit. Um, and Rolo mm-hmm. candy. Mm-hmm. And then if we took it off the immersion 10 seconds earlier, then green apple. Maybe a little green apple. And the green apple may be there a little bit on the very, very back end, like on the aftertaste. But definitely can get the peach yeah. and the, the Rolo kind of that. Creamy yeah. caramel chocolate. Rollo. This coffee that we're that we're drinking from Ecuador, I actually gained a new appreciation for Ecuador. And in doing the research for this episode, I, I just didn't I didn't realize Ecuador was in the location that it was in the world, and that it had the elevation. Um, and so, so stuff like that, um, or this kind of education stuff, really I think helps me out. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of knowing what to look for. Yeah. Also with Ecuador, you know, it would be cool if they had it on their bags, anybody that's selling coffee from Ecuador, that it had volcanic soil because that would make me want to buy it too. Yeah. Because they've got that in that region too. And that's just a cool add in. I drink coffee that, you know, was made with or grown (laughs) on volcanic soil. Yeah, no. and, And you're totally, you know, segue into one of the upcoming episodes we're going to talk about soil and that volcanic soil um not to steal that episode's thunder but it's got a lot of the nutrients um Mm -hmm. got the ph in about the right uh range um that that does make a difference but i'll leave it at that because i want people to actually (laughs) listen to that episode as well another one in that that list of the Americas that I think stands out is Panama mm-hmm. because Panama has, we've talked about geishas or geishas as far as like a high grown variety of coffee that like kills it as far as like taste quality. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stefan, earlier you were talking about strictly hard bean Mm -hmm. you know that that is a technical description used by some coffee growing countries specifically i know for sure guatemala and costa rica Mm -hmm. um, use that as a as a technical way to describe and so if something is strictly hard bean then what they're saying, if you see that in a description, is that it is the the highest elevation on their scale um, as far as what they export. Correct. And one last thing I want to say, and one of wonders we will let you go after that, is I would call anything above 1,800 meters, and we're going to say meters because we're going to say we're prideless, selfless, <laughs> Americans, and we're not going to talk in feet or any of that kind of stuff anymore 
in the in this episode. We may accidentally talk about it in another episode. <laughs> but meters. So anything above eighteen hundred meters would be exceptionally mm-hmm. high grown. Correct. Like that's like your, you know, coffee unicorn, like, you know, awesome rainbows everywhere type coffee. Uh anything between like eleven hundred meters and up to eighteen hundred it is high grown like like we would consider that a high grown coffee and then of course anything you know less than that does not mean that it's a terrible coffee um but when you're looking at elevation solely by itself um that's going to have less quality than some mm-hmm. of your higher grown stuff and i have I have some homework and an experiment for all the one one ers out there okay uh-oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, so, okay. Let's hear this. <laughs> so as you're out picking up some coffee, A, look on the bag and see if you can figure out the feet or meters. Probably going to be in meters in most bags of coffee. There if it's in feet, yeah. can they pick up the bag and like throw it at the people behind the bar? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or just pull out your phone and, and use the... Convert. Use the the Googles to convert. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so... Less aggressive. Yeah, less yeah, aggressive. Less, less aggressive, <laughs> but, hey. So maybe go out and pick up one or two different bags of coffee, maybe at some different elevations, and then actually inspect the coffee. So pull it out of the bag. Look yeah. at the roasted coffee. Look at the fissure. Look at the line. Yeah. You know, look at the, the weight of the coffee, I guess you could say, the density of the coffee, you know. Maybe try to crush one in your in your hand, kind of see the or difference, eat it. or eat it. Yes, you can actually eat a, eat a just eat a roasted coffee bean. I mean, yeah. I don't know if people have ever done we that. Do it we do it roasters, a lot. Yeah. yeah, we do it a lot here at here at Humble. So, but yeah, so get some different coffees, maybe one or two different bags from different elevations. Inspect them, look at them, and then brew them and see what maybe, you think. Yeah, at the same time, so brew brew yeah two different bags from two different elevations, different types of coffee. But inspect the coffee, maybe bite into the roasted bean to kind of see the density and the hardness and some of that, and then actually brew it and give a little, little taste test and, and maybe think about some of these things that we talked about today. Yeah, and the challenge with that is uh, if you can, and this would be a bonus for the 101ers out there, if you can, I would say try to get about the same roast level. Mm-hmm. And if the bag says anything about the varieties, then try to get close to the same right. varieties. Correct. And if you're like... I don't know, you know, anything about varieties. Then you need to go back and listen to our couple of shows on varieties. Varieties and cultivars. Oh, my. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Uh, But, like, even, you know, if you take Tipica and Bourbon, they're going to taste similar compared to, like, um, Tipica is going to taste a lot different than um, Gesha, you know, or SL28. Um, so that's one thing you can get out of um, those varieties episodes yep, that we did. For sure. So we talked today about coffee elevation and how that affects your cup. Hope you enjoyed it, 101ers. I am going to impromptu, and she is unaware of this, leave the outro to Steph. So Steph, have at All right, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Um, We hope you learned a lot or at least a little about elevation and you're able to elevate your next cup because of it. We'd like for you guys to give us a follow and leave a review if you feel so inclined. Let us know your coffee questions in the future should you like. 
And um, I also have a little homework for you. I'd like for when you tell a friend all the amazing things you learn about coffee, you let them know where you learned it from and where they can get their coffee knowledge from as well. We all want to be coffee geniuses. Don't hold us as a secret. And if you want to know more about anything, please let us know. We'd love to include your opinions and what you'd like to know on our next episodes. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have a good rest of your day. I think, I think I'm just going to quit doing the outro. <laughs> I mean, like, that was like killed it impromptu. And uh, Stefan, she did way better than you did. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely for sure, I would say. I I mean... I was frantically like, oh my gosh, what am I going to... What do I need to say? And Steph just... All right, Steph, so when you're on the show, you've got a new job now. You know what? I love it. Sounds good. (laughs) I'm Kenneth Thomas. Love you, Coffee 101ers. See you next time.